The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. Thank you for listening with us today. I am very glad that you have joined us. And again, we're going to have a great show, as we always do. And uh, I want to thank you also for liking us on Facebook on the Spirit of Recovery page. And also for thank you for sending me emails and letting me know how it's going for you in your spirituality and recovery walk. It's great to hear from you and to know that what we're doing is making a real difference for you, opening uh, your mind and your heart to some new ideas and some real inspiration. So I want to thank you for letting me know about that and also thank you for letting your friends and the people in your recovery community and your unity community and your other spiritual communities know about us here on Unity Online Radio. I love having this opportunity. It's great to broadcast about recovery and spirituality right here and um, it's, it's just a real joy and I'm very grateful for it. I want you to know that if you like Spirit of Recovery and also if you enjoy the other programs that are on UnityOnlineRadio.org, you can support this station financially if you feel so moved. You can uh, easily do that via your um, smart device. You can simply text Unity Radio to 72727. And you can make a one-time donation or you can set up um, a, a recurring donation. But again, if you uh, like what you're hearing on Unity Online, OnlineRadio.org, you have the opportunity to support that if you so choose. I want you to know here that on Spirit of Recovery, every week we do talk about topics that are important to the recovery community. We always have guests who are down to earth, knowledgeable, and innovative. My guests are always people who either in recovery themselves or who work with or write for recovering people or work with um, spirituality and spiritual growth. And they're always bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. You can listen to us here on in, on Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. You can, of course, listen live via your computer, via your smartphone, or you can um, listen to On Demand. we got lots of great archives. Simply go to unityonlineradio.org slash program slash Spirit of Recovery and listen at any time. Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place. If you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're the family member or friend of someone that has the disease of addiction, perhaps you're in recovery, perhaps as a family member or friend or perhaps not or perhaps they, your friend or family member, are or are not in recovery, whatever. It's okay. We're glad you're here, glad you're learning, glad you're listening, glad you're being inspired. And um, also, you're certainly welcome if you're just curious, just interested in the whole concept of recovery and spirituality. We're just glad for you to be here, glad for you to be listening, glad for you to participate in our discussions if you have a comment or a question for my guest. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I am your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a Unity Minister and also an Addictions Counselor. I'm also a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people that have the disease of addiction. And 33 years ago, those relationships were a catalyst that got me started. 
on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development. And um, in my own journey of recovery as a friend and family member. And so ever since that time, my walk has been an integration of unity and recovery principles. And that, that walk forms my life and it keeps me growing. So again, I'm grateful, delighted, just in awe of having the opportunity to bring this program to you and to bring lots of great guests to you. Today, our program is The Creative Power of Prayer, and my guest is Reverend Terry Lund. You know, prayer uh, really empowers us to live creatively and empowers us to live constructively. Prayer is that way that we consciously connect with our higher power, and prayer really does strengthen our sense of self, our self-worth, and gives meaning to our lives. It's through prayer that we fulfill our calling to participate abundantly in life when we know that prayer is a real important part of the recovery process. And again, prayer comes in many forms. Um, no one right way to do it. Um, what matters most is that we do make that conscious contact. And my guest today is Reverend Terry Lund, and she's going to be sharing with us why prayer is such a powerful practice. And she's going to be sharing some useful methods for expanding our prayer life. Uh, Reverend Terry was born into the New Thought Movement and was raised with unity principles. So she's been praying all her life and living and working with these principles. She graduated from the Unity School of Religious Studies in 1989 and was ordained a unity minister in 1990. Terry has ministered in Billings, Montana and El Paso, Texas. And uh, currently she's the minister at Unity of Las Cruces, New Mexico. And she's been serving there since 2004. Before that time, she served as the chairperson of the prayer studies department at Unity School of Religious Studies. That's the ministerial school and uh, also the continuing education school. And before that, she also had some time where she served as an addiction counselor. So she's got a lot of rich experience um, in prayer and in understanding a lot of great things about the dynamics of recovery. So, uh, Terry, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Anna. It's just such an honor to be here with you. Thank you. So glad so glad you're here. I know it's busy during this Christmas season, but thanks uh, for taking the time out. It, glad you're here. Yeah, it's a, it's a good break to take time out for this. Good deal. <clears throat> well, let's start off, if we could, uh, if you would tell us, Terry, uh, an example or a time or experience that you've had with the power of prayer. Oh, I've had so many, and it's it's hard to pinpoint just one. But there is one one time that I can remember, and I want to thank you for saying there's no one right way to pray because any way that we pray, any way that we pray is the right way. And any words that we use are the right words. We don't have to use the be and the thou's, and we can if we want. It does not matter. Uh, the The intent behind our prayer is what's important. And there was one time when I was at Unity Village and I was really wanting to return to the Southwest where I had grown up. And uh, it was after I had met you and and I was just thinking, oh, I'd really, really like to go back to the Southwest. I don't know how that can happen, but I would really like to do that. And pretty soon I got a call from my my dear friend, Harriet, Reverend Harriet Bellier, and she was out here in Las Cruces, and she was not feeling very well, and she said, you really have to come out here and finish up my work because I can't finish it. And she had pioneered this young church, and I said, but, but, but I can't right now. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm employed. She said, you can. And I, t- I took some time then after the phone call in the silence and realized that was an answer to my prayer. I'd been praying to come back to the Southwest, even though I didn't realize I was praying. I was saying, yeah, I'd like to go back to the Southwest. And so all things always work out for us exactly right if we just allow ourselves to get out of the way and let Father, Mother, God, dear, dear Spirit be in charge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what you're saying there really brings up a, a couple of interesting points. And um, one of them is that that you were praying in a sense and that you were holding 
that thought, but maybe you hadn't been exactly thinking of that as prayer, that idea that you wanted to go back to the Southwest. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that. What's in it? That is a part of, of our unity understanding and, and this whole idea of thoughts. And how does that work? Now, what's, uh, what's the thoughts in prayer? Thought, we teach. <laughs> how does that work? In unity, we teach that what we think about is prayer. Our thoughts are prayers. And so when I'm thinking something that I don't want, I'm really praying for that to happen. And some some of the great teachers say worry is a very strong form of prayer because we're putting a lot of emotion behind that worry. So I have have learned to stop worrying if I'm worry if I start to worry about something. I realize that that's, that's a negative prayer, a prayer to bring something I don't want. So I quickly change my thinking to what I do want. And if I don't know what I want, I change my thinking to something that I'm grateful for. Uh, a, a beautiful sunset, a beautiful sunrise, a dear friend, anything that I can get my mind off the worry and onto something that I'm, that is pleasant within my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. The a couple other things that that stand out to me in what you know your example that you gave is um, one is that you didn't you didn't recognize it at first when right. Reverend Harriet called you. So talk a little bit about that. Why is it sometimes we don't recognize when our prayers well, are answered? Well, sometimes we have the the human habit of what we call outlining. We we pray, we want something, and this is the only way it can happen. And usually that is not the way it's going to happen. We have to be able to and willing to let go of our idea so that God can show us its huge idea. Because there's always some, something that is so much bigger and so much better in God's mind than we could possibly imagine. So when I was listening to, to Reverend Harriet, when she called me, I was just in my little tiny human mind and thinking, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't, I can't leave. I can't this. I can't, 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 until I hung up and went to prayer and went to serious prayer, or what I call serious prayer, when I know I'm praying, and asked Spirit, okay, what is this about? And I got the clear, clear answer. This is what you've been wanting. So from that point on, it was very easy, and everything fell into into place. And we do have an affirmation that we use a lot. Everything works out right for me. Mm-hmm. And it did, and it does. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. How do you know, like, um, you said, okay, I, I went into serious prayer. Now, what does that mean? Tell us about that. Well, what, I, what, what I meant by that was when I, when I say serious prayer, that's when I am conscious that I am praying and conscious that that Spirit of God is within me and surrounding me and uplifting me and guiding me. When I'm not, not in serious prayer, I'm still praying because I'm thinking. I'm putting thoughts out into the universe, and, and yet I'm not aware consciously that I am praying. Except at times like this, when I'm talking or teaching or uh, doing a Sunday morning lesson, then I'm aware. But as, as I'm going about my daily business, working with my horses or work, washing dishes, and I'm thinking, I'm still praying, but I'm not conscious of praying. Mm-hmm. And so, in the sense, what you're meaning is, and tell me if this is, is what you mean or not, that you're praying because you are putting energy into in, yes. into switch. Okay, talk about the creative process now. I know that you really love that. Well, How's that work? We are co-creators with God's spirit, and God is everywhere equally present and active. God is love, and we we can't we can't do anything to make God love us any more or anything to make God love us any less. But we forget that. As human beings, we forget and think, oh dear, God's going to punish me for this. Well, it's not God that punishes. We punish ourselves by breaking the law, and that is the spiritual law. 
the law of cause and effect and the, the creative process of prayer is as I'm thinking and putting up my thoughts and thoughts are things into the universe, the universe takes up those thoughts and sends them back. And in some of, some of the times that I'm teaching, I'm t- teaching prosperity, I, I say, don't think about how many bills you have because the more you think about how many bills, the more the universe says, oh, you want more bills? Here, here's some more. We're creating at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where does that place to that juxtaposition of I'm creating with my thoughts but you know we're human so as you said earlier we don't always think in such expansive ways sometimes we get sort of hung up on little little teeny weeny details or whatever and then there's mm-hmm. God there's God that that loves us and wants the highest for us so how do we kind of extricate ourselves I mean it can almost seem self-defeating if it's like oh well I'm creating all this stuff and I don't like it, or, or or and let go and let God. What's how does that work? I mean, I'm creating it, and I let go and let God. How does that work? How does those fit together? Well, it's it's what um, one of my metaphysics teachers used to call a pair of ducks paradox. Ah. There's all of this this side, and then there's the other side. There's a paradox of of all of the the metaphysics of prayer, the metaphysics of, of creation. And you know, where was I going with that? Um, the, the, the paradox so, of we're creating with our thoughts and we let yeah. go and let God. And we need to be conscious. And we can be conscious for a while and then we fall asleep and then we wake up. And the, the goal for me anyway is to stay awake more than I am asleep. To be conscious of what I'm thinking. Be conscious of, of what I'm I'm saying. You know, the, one of the uh, old philosophers used to say, or he did say at one time, be, con- be aware of your thoughts because your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions, and your actions become your life. And so what do I want for my life? I want joy and happiness and enjoyment and, and fun. So the more fun thoughts I think, the more joyous thoughts I think, the more I'm creating that. And one way to do that is to be grateful, to keep a gratitude list every single evening, write down two or three things that you're grateful for during the day. That's prayer. That's saying, thank you, God. Thank you, universe, for this incredible life that we're living. And it 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 is uh, it helps me anyway to keep my mind thinking along the positive, along the joyous things that I want, and not to worry about the things I don't want. My grandmother used to say, "The details are none of your business; they're God's business." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, tell us just briefly again: what's our what is our business? Our business is to be happy. We're supposed to be happy on this planet. My friend Edwin Gaines says this is the party planet. And I say it's the happy planet. It's the same. So our job then is to find things that bring joy to our lives. Find things that bring happiness to our lives, that we can be grateful for, that we can enjoy. And none of them have to be expensive. Most of them are 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 cost free. The sunlight, the light on the mountains, the joy of breathing in cool air, the snow. Hold on to that thought. Were, it's time. It's time for our break. And yeah, love okay. it. Leaving us with that moment of joy. So, listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back. My um, guest is Reverend Terry Lund. We're talking about the creative power of prayer. We'll be right back. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. Have you seen Unity Magazine lately? There's a new editor, a fresh new look, and now Unity Magazine has gone digital. 
Prince subscribers, you can access Unity Magazine for free from your computer or mobile device. Non-subscribers can buy single digital issues through Google Play, Amazon, and the Apple Store. Sign up at our website and let Unity Magazine become your favorite digital resource for spirituality and inspiration. To learn more, visit unitymagazine.org slash digital. notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, our topic today is the creative power of prayer. And my guest is Reverend Terry Lund. We're talking about uh, how prayer empowers us to live creatively and constructively and how it is so important to uplift ourselves, uplift our thoughts and our emotions and focus on that goodness, that joy in life. And uh, Reverend Terry has uh, been a Unity Minister since 1989. She is serving currently at Unity of Las Cruces, New Mexico, which she just shared with us early in the program was uh, that she is there as a result of prayer and uh, wanting to be in the Southwest again. And uh, Terry also served for nine years as the chair of the prayer studies department at Unity School of Religious Studies, the Ministerial School and Continuing Education Program. And she has also served as an addiction counselor. So before I get back to my conversation with Terry about prayer, I invite you to join me in a moment of prayer and a moment of making that conscious contact with your higher power in the Serenity Minute. So I invite you to take a breath, to become aware of uh, yourself present within your body temple, to allow yourself to relax, feeling that relaxation as it moves from the crown of your head and um, radiates throughout your body, allowing you to relax and open your mind and place your attention in your heart, be aware of the love that you are, and share with me this constructive idea. I'm aware of God's love for me. I trust God's love to express good in my life. I am aware of God's love for me, and I trust God's love to express good in my life. And we take just a moment in the quiet. Thank you, friends, for joining me in the Serenity Minute. And I trust that that was an opportunity for you to experience the presence of your higher power, to feel that love, and to experience the upliftment of your thoughts and feelings. So now I'm back to my conversation with Reverend Terry Lund and talking about the creative power of prayer. So, Terry, before the break, um, you were sharing with us the importance of gratitude and, and taking a look around ourselves and maybe seeing some beautiful things in nature. Uh, what else can you uh, share with us about gratitude and how it uh, really is a form of prayer? Well, for me, Anna, gratitude just reminds me of the, of the joy of, of my life. And it opens my heart so that I can pray more more deeply and and pray with more conviction of God loving me because as I look around and and see so many things to be grateful for in my life, I just know 
that God has given me these wonderful things or I have attracted these wonderful things to my life through the power of prayer and through the power that, that God is in my life because I am one with God and God's one with me just like everyone else is one with God and God is one with everyone. We are all unique expressions of God and Dorothy Pearson used to say you are spiritual beings having a human experience and i love to hear that mm-hmm. you know as you're you're saying that i'm wondering sometimes people have a challenge with their concept of god um mm-hmm. you know share with us what how you conceive of god or how you uh came to that sounds like you well, have a pretty loving loving god there god is love uh first john the Bible says God is love, and Charles Fillmore gave us the twelve powers, and one of those powers is love. The powers are um, qualities of God, and one of those qualities is love. God is love, and you know I was taught in in kindergarten, I think, that there was nothing I could do to make God not love me, and because I was kind of a naughty child, that was very comforting. Because I would I would annoy the adults around me, but I always knew, no matter what I did, God loved me. And because God is love, that's that spirit that is around us. Jesus said, God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So it's not like Santa Claus or someone else sitting up on a cloud with smoking a pipe and, and taking down names. It's just that energy that is the universe, the energy that is love and is life and is power and all of those qualities that we attribute to God. What would you uh, say, and I'm sure you've had this opportunity many times in in ministry and as you've worked with people, I know that, again, you had experience um, as an alcohol and drug counselor, um, before ministry, I think um, what are what can what are some ways that uh, people can uh, come in contact maybe with a more loving understanding of God? Not you're that's wonderful that you were taught that, and, and I'm sure you're well aware. Not everybody got that idea about um, who God was. So, what can help people to shift uh, into a, a sense of a loving God or loving presence? Well, I think just repeating it. As an affirmation, God is love and God loves me all the time is a, is a good step. I have students in, in my classes now that were raised with that punishing God and God's going to get you for doing this or for doing that. And it's very difficult for them to move from that anthropomorphic being that sits on a cloud and looks down to knowing that God is that energy that is all around us that's within our hearts and within our our thoughts. And and it, it's okay. You know, we just have to be where we are and understand that it doesn't matter what we think about God. God loves us because God is love and God is wisdom and intelligence and guidance. So that if we have a, a situation that we need guidance for, if we stop and listen very quietly, we will get the answers. Sometimes it takes more than one sitting to get quiet enough to listen, but we do get our answers. Just like I got my answer about I wanted to go back to the Southwest, and I thought, oh, that's not the way I wanted it. <laughs> uh-huh. But it's not not up to me how. The up to me uh-huh. is what. Right. Yeah, that's good. You know, it, as you're... Uh, Talking about that again, it's interesting, uh, you know, what you said that, and you said your, I think your grandmother had taught you that, that the details aren't, aren't our business. Yes. But mm-hmm. so it's like you, um, you don't have to tell us the detail of what it was, but it sounds like in your thinking anyway, you had a different, as you said, outline or 
the detailed uh-huh. picture, maybe, of what it was going to look like I, if you went back to the Southwest, which was different then. Yes, I did. I thought, you know, like linearly, like most human beings, all right, I'm going to come to a place where I resign my position here, and I'm going to apply for another church in the Southwest, and I'm going to go and interview, and I'm going to be get hired, and then I'll move all of my my belongings to the Southwest. You know, literally, literally and uh, in order. Well, that's not the way it happened. <laughs> I was hired on the phone by the, the present minister, and it wasn't a church. It was a study group, and it was just getting started. And, you know, a lot of things that, a lot of the little details that I thought were going to be one way, and they weren't. Mm-hmm. And it just, again, is a reminder to me, details are none of your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like just being in that that energy of, like you said, the God that's that is love, and that God that is yes. the creative life, and it, it mm-hmm. manifests for us. You, Trust an unknown future to a known God. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know all of these little sayings come up into my consciousness at times like that or at times like this that we're talking about it and I can get very passionate and very excited about it I guess you could tell that yeah yeah that's good uh-huh. that's a really good thing it, what it makes me think about is that uh, co- connecting with God is relational it's it's like yes. um, there's some things that we know some things that we don't know some ways that we're awake, as you were saying earlier, some ways that we're asleep. Talk a little bit more about that, about the relate, relating to God. Um, well, I, as a child, I related to God a lot because uh, I didn't have very many adults around me or people around me at that time that I could relate to. So I, I, I would kind of like get in the, the tree and talk to God, climb a tree and talk to God, or um take a walk and kick the grass and talk to God. And so I, I just brought that from my childhood into my adulthood that uh, as I'm going through my day, I, I just talk to God. And um, Jerry, my husband, walked into the bedroom one day and said, are you talking to yourself again? And I said, no, I'm talking to God, but I guess it is talking to myself <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I just have this habit of of working things out with with that higher self, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people think that if we're um, working with our prayer life, if we're working to live that paradox of letting go and letting God and being aware of our thoughts and working with the mm-hmm. creative energy, that we can just get life all arranged just how we want it and we never have to hurt again we never have to have anything happen to us that we would call so-called bad or upsetting how about that is that true no (laughs) (laughs) well it doesn't have to be bad or upsetting but in our humanity we perceive it as bad or upsetting and because we perceive it that way then it becomes that way and then we get get to work through that and and get on a higher spiritual understanding Mm -hmm. so and the other thing that anna that i believe is that if we just floated around along on a little pink cloud this entire lifetime and didn't have any so-called challenges we wouldn't grow because we'd be so complacent just sitting back and enjoying whatever it is we're doing that there would be no reason to study, no reason to pray, no reason to uh, to do anything other than just sit back and eat bonbons, maybe. <laughs> it get a little boring, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do when, uh, when you're experiencing uh, what we might call a challenge? Maybe it's uh, health issues or relationship issues or money issues or whatever. You, you said, okay, you can see that in a higher vein give us an example what do you do i always say i always ask for the gift because i know that in every situation there is a gift 
And so I say, God, where is the gift in this? I want my gift. I claim it. I name it and claim it. That's that's what we're taught. Name what it is that you want and claim it. And sometimes I see it immediately, and sometimes it takes me several months before I see see what the gift is. But there is always a gift in every situation. And there may be listeners out there that are in recovery, maybe in the early stages of recovery. And they may be thinking, yeah, right, there's a gift in this for me, but I don't know what it is. But, you know, trust me, there is a gift in every situation. And if you're in the early stages of recovery, God bless you. Continue on. Put one step in front of the other, one day at a time, one moment at a time. And put your hand in God's hand and trust because there is a bright day out there. There is a, a number of gifts awaiting all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, that really matters. That that helps to to move out of that stuck place mm-hmm. when we realize that yes. there is, is a gift. What about when you're seeing somebody that you care about, somebody in your family or friend, somebody that you love, and they're struggling? How can we pray with that person without trying to control their life or outline for them how it ought to be? What? How do we do that? That is a tough one, Anna, and I have experienced that in my life uh, in, with family members three times now. And the, 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 the third one has been a whole lot easier than the first one or the second one. And the second one was easier than the first, but... I have to let go. I have to let go and trust that God knows more about that person than I do and trust that God knows more about what her path or his path needs to be. And when I can finally let go, and, you know, there's an expression now that maybe you have heard, not my circus, not my monkey. Mm-hmm. And if I can use that expression or something along those lines to to keep it light and to keep it keep my awareness that it's not mine to do. Mine to do is to hold the truth about that person and that person the truth is that he or she is a perfect expression of God. And although I may not see the perfection God does and I have to let that be the way it's going to be and allow God's work to be done in that person's life. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's really important. And mm-hmm. kind of knowing that it, the outcome may or may not be how you had hoped, and yet it is the right one for them. Uh, it's always better. You mm-hmm. know, it's absolutely always better. And I want to share with you, one of, one of my daughters was... Um, not in recovery at the time. She is now, and she's married to a man in recovery. And it turned out far better than I could have possibly imagined. The two of them are running a recovery home uh, for men, and now they're about to open one for women. And it's just so exciting to see the work that they're doing. And I had no idea the way I wanted things to work out was certainly not that, because that was not part of part of my understanding or part of my wisdom. Mm -hmm. So to let go and let God show us the better way is just an exciting part of living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it really is. Like you said, it creates a lot of freedom for ourselves and creates freedom for Uh the people around us. And um, it's exciting. It gets, it lets life move forward and, and lets it flow. Yeah, it's just a really, really beautiful way to live. It's yes, time for our second break. Okay, And so um, we're going to take some uh, time on a break. Our topic today is the creative power of prayer. My guest is Reverend Terry Lund, and we're having a great discussion about prayer and why it matters and how it works. So we'll be right back. Stay with us here on Spirit of Recovery. Yeah. 
state of change, a period of transition? Perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. You can activate the power of yes with Reverend Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20 plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymelander.net. That's Beverly, M-O-L-A-N-D-E-R.net. Many people believe that happiness is an addition problem. If we can add what we want to our life, then we will be happy. In reality, happiness is a subtraction problem. It is learning to subtract all that has kept us from being happy. What thought, fear, or belief is keeping you from being happy? Let it go from your mind and watch how much happier you become. Let go of the past. Release regret and resentment, and you'll be free to move forward and create the life you deserve. This moment of inspiration was brought to you by Reverends Richard Mirage and Richard Rogers, hosts of Spiritual R&R. For more spiritual insight, join them every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. And now, here's Anna. Welcome back. If you just joined us, our topic today is the creative power of prayer, and my guest is Reverend Terry Lund, and we are talking about um, how prayer empowers us, and we're talking about ideas about prayer and how we can utilize that in our life, how we can make that contact with our higher power, and we um, are just having a great discussion because Terry does love to pray, and uh, you can just feel it exuding from her. She has been a unity minister since 1989. She's been an addictions counselor. And um, she was the chair of the prayer department at Unity School of Religious Studies for nine years and done lots of good things. So, Terry, tell us a little bit about prayer and Christmas. Uh, And not everybody may celebrate Christmas. Maybe they're celebrating winter solstice or maybe Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or all the Mm -hmm. above or other festivals of light. But um, tell us a little bit about, we'll focus a bit on Christmas, the idea of light. How's that work? All right. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I hear people say, "Oh, Christmas has just gotten so commercial. I don't want to. I don't even want to celebrate it anymore." And and that makes me very very sad because sure, it's commercial. We have so many people on this planet that are are depending on the Christmas season for their their livelihood. And it's okay for it to be commercial. And we can look at the commercialism and say, bless it, it's beautiful. It, it has all of those wonderful lights out there. And yet we can, we can always have that inner birth of, that, of the Christ spirit that is within us. And we can have that whether it's Christmas Eve or um, two days before Christmas or four days after or any other time of the year. But we can celebrate the inner Christmas spirit, the outer Christmas spirit, and the love with our families. There's so much love that we we can share. And I know some people, I heard this, some, some people say, yeah, well, my family doesn't have a lot of love. Well, if you will share some love with them, perhaps they'll share love back. Or maybe you're just paying it forward and it'll go somewhere else. And it doesn't matter because that is God. The love of God is within our hearts at Christmas time at all times. The light of God is within our hearts. Let your light shine as we celebrate this beautiful Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
Do you have a uh, candle service in your church? Yes, we do. Actually, in Las Cruces, we have three New Thought churches, and Unity being one of them, and we come together on Christmas Eve and have a joint Christmas Eve service, and part of that joint service is the candle lighting service at the end of the service, and and I always try to remember to to say, let your light shine the rest of the year, because it's so beautiful to have those candles lit. Mm-hmm. And um, we have candlelight, candle services at other times of the year, but the, the most important for me is the Christmas Eve candle lighting service. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it reminds us, as you're saying about that light, that it's who yes. we are. Yes. Yes, it is who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you brought up an important uh, point a moment ago when you're talking about uh, families and um as you say, we don't always necessarily get what we think, what we want, or maybe even what we need from families. But in the end, um, as adults, we get to give give the good forward, as you're saying, to give yes. the good, and it'll be what it is. How is giving a part of prayer? Mm, good question. Giving is always first. We give so that we can open ourselves to receive. And when I'm praying, I'm consciously, when I'm consciously praying, I'm consciously giving love to the universe. I'm consciously focusing on that peace that I want to see throughout this entire world. I'm consciously sending out thoughts of peace, thoughts of love, thoughts of joy and happiness. So how is giving a part of prayer we're giving and every time that we think about something joyous, we're giving. Well, when we think about something not joyous, we're giving too. But that's not a gift that we want to give. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I know that's a really important part of recovery, what you're saying, is, is the whole idea of service and the whole idea of giving yes. forth what you want to be receiving. Um, mm-hmm. Because we don't always get what we want. Um, but if we give forth the good, then it does, it opens up channels and talk about that a little bit too. It's kind of like what you were in a way talking about with your daughter is it and the idea of paying it forward. Good always circulates, but it doesn't necessarily come through the channels we think it ought to come from. Sometimes we think, well, so-and-so ought to give me some love or they ought to do right by me, but so-and-so doesn't always do that. So how does that work? Well, again, um, <laughs> we can't tell God how to do it. We can The details are none of our business. We can only put out what it is that we want. And if I say I want love, I have to be willing to accept that love coming from any direction. If I say I want, uh, I want money or I want new tires for my car, I have to be willing to accept the gift of the tires if I get them as a gift. You know, I tell a story about one of my friends one time that she, she and I prayed together because she needed tires for her car. This was a long, long, long time ago. And then her dad called her and said, I noticed that you need tires for your car. If you'll take them over to this place, I'll pay for it. Oh, no, Daddy, I wanted to do it myself. Excuse me? This was an answer to prayer. We can't say no to our answers to prayer. Well, we can, but then we block up the rest of the answers. So we don't outline how it should show up. We we just tell God this is, I want the highest and the best. That that really is the, the best prayer for any situation. I want the highest and the best for all concerned. And then sit back and let God work it out. I know that you uh, love horses and that you uh, ride and you've worked with horses for a long time. And Mm -hmm. I'm just going to guess that those horses are somehow part of your prayer life because your whole life is your prayer life. So uh, (laughs) how how are horses part of your prayer life, Terry? Well, I give thanks for those horses every, every prayer, every time I have my meditation in the morning and at night. That's on my gratitude list for those two wonderful horses and for their good health because they're both up in their 20s now. 
And that's not young for horses. It's not ancient, but it's, you know, they're they're doing well and they're in good health. And I give thanks every time I sit down to do my prayer work. And I give thanks for, for my family and for the love there and my church and the love in my church. But giving thanks is, is part of my my beginning of my prayer work, and it's part of my ending of my prayer work. I remember when I was a student minister and I sat down, I had a prayer partner, and we sat down one time to pray, and I started, and, and she, I said, Dear God, we are so grateful for, for this time together. And she said, Yeah, leave it to Terry. She's grateful every time. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was a great compliment. Yes, it is. It's a really great compliment. It's a wonderful, wonderful compliment. Well, Terry, leave us with your final word of wisdom about prayer. What's something that you would like to really, us to hold in our hearts and cherish? I, if I could wave a magic wand over this entire planet for everyone, recovery people and those who think they're not in recovery, because we all are in some way or another. I would say, remember who you are. You are God's perfect expression of love. Remember that. And if we all remember that, we've got a wonderful, wonderful planet ahead of us. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much, Terry. Thanks for being um, my guest today. And... um, Thank you so much for the love and enthusiasm that you share, and, and uh, you just really touched touched our hearts. Appreciate Thank it. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for inviting me, Anna. Have a very wonderful Merry Christmas. God bless Thanks. you. Thank you. You too. And thank you all for Bye-bye. listening. Y'all have a wonderful Christmas, and uh, stay tuned, and we'll be back on Spirit of Recovery. God bless. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Consider these inspirational thoughts from the quest for prayer from Unity House Books. Holding a special, loving thought for other people benefits us as much as it benefits them. In fact, in some ways, even more so. Consider, for example, what happens when you wash your car with a hose. What gets clean first? The inside of the hose, of course, because the water must rush through the hose before it can clean the car. So it is when we hold loving thoughts for someone. As those loving thoughts rush through us, They bless us first. It is a win-win situation. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Somewhere. 
tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard shares this from his book, Good Questions. We are here to learn, grow, experience, savor, exalt, cherish, create, and to use our connection with that mind to make safe decisions. We are here to share, to be fruitful, and to multiply the good over and over again. Centering on the divine within, we become still and realize that whatever happens, we are still one with God. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, It's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. 
Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Rev. Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. Do you experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Rev. Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application, by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. 